0: refrigerator didn't sink it fell through the dang floor it was down two feet you couldn't get the fridge door open it's it went right through the floor and was sitting in the dirt crawl space and i mean the fridge was like i mean it's also it your typical like refrigerator with the top freezer and the bottom one yeah. i mean the freezer door was like at kneecap height it's around the house When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you coming. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. Halloween edition. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Maybe we should call this the Around the House with Al B. and Jamie S.
1: Yes, I am Jamie S. today.
0: Steve, watch out. It's a pinbot. It's the bionic Woo. woman. I don't we think are so, dressed Jim. Up and ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are dressed up today for you folks, even though you cannot see us, but we are dressed.
0: I am Al from Tool Time. I don't think so, Jim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I am Jamie Summers from the Bionic Woman. I'll protect you, Eric. <laughs> Don't worry. With my bionic
0: arm and my bionic leg. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> what do you think of my hair?
0: Eric? I like you it. Uh, you as a blonde hair. is pretty good. Pretty good. And of course, hmm. you know, I'm one of my bearded brothers here.
1: What did you guys do? Go to Beards or Us? <laughs>
0: Eric's in a flannel. I got the flannel on. No Lucky 13 He's not in
1: black. You know it's Halloween.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, today (laughs) we're going to have some fun and talk about those horror stories of projects and places we've worked. And there's so many good ones. And I want to start out with a good one today. Since it's Halloween, let's start out with my haunted workplace. Oh, that's awesome. So this was in Tacoma, Washington. Downtown on the waterfront. And it was an old company that's no longer there called Old Time Woodworking. And right across the street was this mm. 130 year old brewery that used to be the Heidelberg Brewery. And it was awesome. Mm. This place was abandoned, it was scary, it had raves and stuff in it in the 90s, and it had burned partially. It was just like a Scooby Doo kind of place across the street where, you know, it was the old man at the brewery and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for them darn kids kind of place, right?
1: So did they make, they
0: made beer there? they made beer for decades there. Ironically, it was beer Hmm. I drank in high school. So that was even funnier, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we were right across the street from that. So these were, you know, 120 year old buildings, which in the Pacific Northwest is very old. You know, that's like 1700s buildings on the East Coast. We go, oh, that's an old building. This is kind of the OG of buildings here in Tacoma. Well, I just started working here at this place and they're like, hey, man, this place is haunted, so don't let it freak out. And of course, I'm like the new guy going, oh, here we go. Who's going to yank my chain on this? Not believing a word of this. Here come the pranks already on day one. And I was wrong. I was very wrong. First off, this place had wharf rats, which were the size of most people's house cats. And they would lunker Oof. around and walk slow. And they'd walk down a hallway and see you. I could look out my office door and there'd be one in the hallway at like six o'clock at night after late nights. And they'd sit there and look and you'd walk out. And they'd just go, just kind of thump, 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 <laughs> thump, walk away. So it was just one of those things. Well, this building had Shanghai tunnels as well. And if you think about the word Shanghai, that's a Portland, Oregon term, because in Portland, we used to have, well, we still have the buildings are still there. The trap doors are still there in the bars, but you used to be 120 plus years ago. If you were somebody in Portland, Oregon, and you went into a local drinking establishment and had way too much to drink, you had to be careful because your bartender would be compensated for sending you out on the Shanghai trips. So you'd get inebriated. They'd drop you down the trap door. They would kidnap you. You were now Shanghai'd. And you now did a three-year stint as a prisoner, as a slave, basically, on a trip to Shanghai and back. And you were forced work. Legit. So anyway, this place, I'm like, ah, this place isn't haunted. It's fine. Well, you know, that we had this, so this was multiple stories because it was on a hill. So we were at the kind of the top floor. There was, well, there's one office above us, but it was kind of like, it was a big huge shop, like 30,000 square feet, probably four stories and big old warehouse. And you could take this elevator down to the lower floors. And there was this elevator was so big, you could literally park a car in it and you could move it up and down. Cause it was a commercial elevator. Well, there was a door right down around crown the, around the corner from my office that had the hinge, like a, like a saloon door, you know, where it'd swing both ways on a pivot.
1: That creaky door too, right? It had a little bit of a
0: creaky door. (laughs) Well, you would sit there and it would be going bam, 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 bam. Hinge stop to hinge stop. Like you had slammed it and it hit the wall, but it was going Mm -hmm. back and forth. Like almost to break it. Oh my God. Poltergeisty just going bam, 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 (laughs) bam. And it'd do it for like 30 seconds. And there was nothing <laughs> causing it. You just look at it and go, all right, that's creepy. That's creepy. And there was things like that that would happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other one was, there's another instance has happened. And uh, we were sitting there and we were leaving the showroom and uh, me and one of the designers, we were there and we had, cause we're downtown Tacoma. Crime was kind of, you know, it was a little rough area. And at the time, and we had this very elaborate you know, security system because people would want to get in there and steal tools and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so we had motion sensors everywhere. Well, we're sitting down in the lower showroom getting ready to hit the key to go out the door and we can hear somebody walking in the hallway on the wood floor above it with metal heeled boots. You can hear the click, click, Uh. click, click. But the scary part was the alarm's going ready, ready, ready in green, meaning there's no motion up there. And so I'm listening. I go, "Do you hear that?" To the other designer, and she goes, "What are you waiting for? Get out!" So we Get hit the house. code and left. <laughs> now, one of oh, my best man. friends, still to this day, uh, ended up working there with me. And the one that we still think that each one of us pulled this trick off is that there was this out of tune piano, and the old and the owner Vern, that on this place would go down and play in the conference room, this old, you know, 120-year-old piano that was out of tune. Nobody had borrowed to tune it. It was really flat, like D, E, and F keys were really flat. So we come in one day on a Monday morning. There were no voice messages from – there was a voicemail message. It was like four minutes long on the old taped system, but there were no incoming calls on the caller ID. And there's no way to input into this, so someone had to have called in and recorded this, but we'd not received any calls. And it sounded like a 1920s bar party, and that out-of-tune piano was playing all the way through it, and nobody had been there all weekend. And it was a four-minute message on the answering machine. That was my creepiest haunted work story and we like gotta go. gotta go we we'd have meetings and it was in a brick building we'd have these conference meetings and it used to be a sign shop and there were poster boards like a foot thick leaning up against the brick wall and they would fall over forward and go out 6 feet into the room during your meeting and you're like okay something just pulled it into the room so we had a lot of
1: did you ever feel anything oh, yeah. like did you ever feel they say like you could feel cold you know when their spirits oh, around yeah. and get that
0: cold feeling. absolutely absolutely there's a ton of that hey we're out of time in this segment caroline we come back let's talk about job sites we got some good ones we'll talk about that just as soon as around the house returns <laughs> Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., our Halloween edition. <laughs> I don't think so, Jim. <laughs> so we've got you dressed up <laughs> as Jamie. We're all
1: dressed up. It's not Jamie.
0: Well, you're I'm Jamie, Jamie Summer. Summers.
1: bionic woman. You should have been the bionic man. You should have been the bionic man. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. You was Steve Austin? Yeah, I could
0: be Steve Austin. I don't have, the beard thing kind of throws that off though. It's hard to do Steve Austin with a beard. (laughs) And of course, I'm Al from Tool Time on this episode here. So, and we've been talking crazy stories. You just heard my haunted workplace story, which I haven't told for a few years. That was a Halloween edition probably three or four years ago that I told that story. That was a fun one when you're working there because it always kept you on your toes.
1: There is a grave site in Reddington, New Jersey, which is close proximity to my mm-hmm. home, and they have this glowing grave. So I was telling Eric that when you go up, this is the only legit headstone that glows in this entire graveyard. And so we were trying to debate, like, this is spooky. Like, so we we try to make like an annual trip there for Halloween or around the Halloween time mm-hmm. to see this glowing grave because it's just like remarkable that it does this. And it's like a real place. Nice. So we are trying to figure out, like, what makes it glow. And they try to say, oh, it's a headstone. Maybe the stone's different. But, like, from a visual, it doesn't look any different than any typical headstone that you would see. So it looks, you know, the same as all the others. But it definitely glows. And it is, like, trippy. Wow. And scary.
0: Wow. That's wild. That kind of reminds me of what I'm going to do for Halloween out in front of my house here. As long as I get the time we have the weather that's correct, I'm going to do it. So here's a Halloween trick for everybody out there that wants to decorate. (laughs) So I've got this kind of really DIY. Yeah, I got this really big piece of, you know, property out front of my house. It's probably about a quarter acre and it's kind of woodsy. So it's already kind of has that uh, that Freddy Krueger look to it already. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually take this area and dig it down about the size of a pallet. So I'm going to dig it down six or eight inches on that four by four pallet. I'm going to make it so the palette will sit on top of it. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take one of my (laughs) Milwaukee work lights and I'm going to wrap that up with red cellophane. You can get that stuff that you'd use for, uh, you know, for lighting, uh, you know, stages and things like that. Yeah. You can get that super easy.
1: You could get that at like a Michael's. You could do purple. You could do green. You could do red. But I'm going
0: to get red Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to put in down there in some of my paint buckets, I'm going to put in dry ice. And then I'm going to put two plastic hands that I'll get off Amazon that'll look like they're reaching up, grabbing that. And then I'm going to put one of my Milwaukee radios (laughs) down there that I can run Bluetooth and I'll just run that. And then I can sit there and run that all night long with haunted music and people screaming. So we're going to put that in there and uh, we'll have some fun. And that's going to be... Scary. <laughs> scary so that's gonna be my little project oh. out there it'll take me probably half hour 40 minutes to get it all knocked out but it'll be a good time we'll have some fun with that well I wanted to talk about job sites Caroline because you know we've both had plenty mm. of different types of projects out there that and I'm not talking haunted I mean we've been having fun talking about haunted stuff but just our normal day-to-day Nasty. work site <laughs> stuff where you're like oh man that's a horror story went bad Mm -hmm. or
1: nasty bugs, mold, rats, mice, cockroach. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, (laughs) uh, here's a great one. Uh, this was a horror story for me because it was one of my clients, but it was an honest mistake. And it was one of those things that when it came down to it, it came down to me, but the cabinet company played a big part in this mistake. So, this was actually at the same time of when I was working at that haunted place. This was uh, this <laughs> kitchen that I did and cabinet companies kind of like paint companies. They have their names for stain colors and paints, you know, this is, you know, uh, shadow gray or, or, you know, uh, tree frog Mocha. green or you know what I mean? Mocha, Mocha brown. brown, whatever those <laughs> color names are. <laughs> this Cabma company didn't have their color name game on so here's the problem that they had is they had color names and i'll just say it like um cherry for instance right they had light cherry Mm -hmm. dark cherry natural (laughs) cherry and a few other color names well the problem is is that natural was lighter than light And when you have a descriptive word that you're trying to put into a contract, it was really tough because it was one of those situations that we had a a kitchen that went out where the customer and myself as the designer were both 100% right. They thought they were getting the lightest cherry, which was light cherry. They got (laughs) medium cherry as far as the (laughs) color tone. But it was light cherry. So they thought I was (laughs) using a descriptive word and I was using the trade name that they had for the stain color. And we ended up having the wrong color kitchen out there for them. Oh, my God. And so that was a horror story for me. And it was one of those Mm -hmm. things and not six months to a year later, they actually changed their names because I didn't let that go unnoted.
1: So- so what did you do? Now you got the wrong kitchen. We man. ended up What's ordering the him an
0: entirely new kitchen to make them happy.
1: Who paid for we that? We ended up paying
0: for it. Yeah, Easter. Easter. yeah. Keister. That was expensive. <laughs> that was the that was the ten thousand dollar. That is a horror. That was a story horror story. Right and you know we There's, wanted to make it right. Now the good news, bad news with that is, is it did fix it. And I changed. I mean, this was fifteen. 20 years ago, probably I changed how I did things from then on out, because then from then on out, I had the customers sign the sample. So they saw the color Yeah, that's a good plan. And I went, Hey, see Gotta this color sample it. right here. Okay. This is the kitchen. Please initial the back of it. And I would keep that with the full folder. And it really didn't happen okay. again that way. You know, we didn't have that issue again, but that was one of those horror stories. It was a horror story for me. It was a horror story for them. They were ready to put a kitchen in and we had to wait another six weeks for cabinets.
1: I've got a, I've got a horror story. So I got called out to this house and somebody said they had a mold problem and the customers like, look, we really want to fix this house. And I'm like, okay. And I think it was up in Northern New Jersey. If I remember right, it was kind of like a barn. You know how you have the old houses that are kind of converted over from a barn. So I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, it's just a slight, somebody said, it's just a slight mold problem. No big deal. I said, okay. So I'll go up and test it. I get up there. I walk out. It was, you know, it was like on a farm piece of property and he got out and I walk in and they had like a, it was like an entranceway where you had like a huge, you know, the barn was open. The house was like cut off into sections, but the the main foyer was the area. It was like a barn and it was open. Well, I get in and this place was so undescribable. Imagine like pillow looking, puffy, white, goopy slime hanging from the house, the, the, the old barn um, rafters, drooping down like like slimy Oh, goop, nasty. And it's everywhere. I mean, it was so sick. And, I'm, and these people actually thought that this house or this barn or whatever you want to call it was salvageable. And they're like, what can we do?
0: All right, Caroline, let's hold on to that story. We gotta go out to break. Let's finish that story. That is brutal. We'll do that just as soon as the Halloween edition of Around the House returns. You know
1: two
0: things get better Women
1: Hey, this is Farewell, Farewell Angelina. Angelina. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G.
0: Welcome back to around the house with Eric G and Caroline B Halloween edition. We've been talking about those brutal projects that, uh, well, maybe were haunted before, but now we're talking about Caroline's barn that she went out to, to, to try to make a healthy situation. And what's this about that white hanging goop that was drooling down off the rafters?
1: Oh my God. And it was, they had white they had yellow cuz mold can be all kinds of colors like it can be black gray brown black gray what else
0: it's colorful gray, black, brown, whatever. purples even so it purples be,
1: it is it, and it can be yellows and stuff like that and but this was just like all of the slime hanging all over the place like embedded oh, in the rafters oh, nasty. And the people wanted to think that they could actually fix this there was no fixing it it was like burn it to the ground oh yeah so yeah that was the creepiest place i think i had ever been in and i was just like get me out
0: of here so is there a way that you could have actually cleaned that and made it healthy again?
1: If, if money was no object. I mean, not really because it was pretty much to the studs at that point. And it was just growing on everything like the rafters. And what happens is you get mycotoxin, which is worse than the mold itself. And these are little less than a micron, big like COVID neurotoxins that go out. So it goes into all these little crevices and you can never clean it out. And it just sits there. So it's better just to burn that sucker. I mean, it was so bad. I've never seen a place like that in my life. Like it just needed to be burned.
0: (laughs) You know, and I, it's funny how wood gets that way because I've told this story before, but I had this when I was in Tacoma up there in the, in out, you know, South of Seattle, uh, there was this area up there that uh, on the way out to my house, uh, which was called Nally Valley and Nally Valley was named after Nally Pickles because they made all the country's nally pickles there. And Mm. which was cool because they had these huge, beautiful redwood vats and they were all like big barrels where there are these big, huge, like one, you know, two by 12 staves that went around in these big vats that they pickled everything in.
1: I just saw this pickle place that you're talking about this. I've never seen a pickle store but they just put it in. I was in this little quaint, little cute town and uh, they had this pickle store and they had all kinds of pickles in these vats. It was incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't like a commercial place. It was like, they were making pickles in there. It was
0: wild. I mean, this was like, this like was pickle. like probably if memory serves me correctly, cause they're no longer there. There were, they were probably 24 feet across. These were huge, Oh my God. huge and big bands around Ooh, the outside, yeah. holding it all together. Awesome. Well, when they tore that down, People went in there and said, I'm going to use this reclaimed wood. So I had a client that went out and bought that reclaimed wood and wanted to build a whole fireplace mantle out of it because it was gorgeous. But the problem was, <laughs> holy crap, did that smell like pickles.
1: <laughs> and you can't get it out. You know what I'm saying? There's no getting that. That's like with mold, that smell, you're never getting it out. It just, it, It's like a smoker's house. Oh. You know, It's just always going to smell like. Pickles that or mold or
0: Pickled or vinegar smell. I, I don't like pickles. So to me, I was like, I'd walk not? in and go. Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> How can you not like a I can pickle? tell you why. And you love a good hamburger. I can tell you why.
0: I All worked right. for McDonald's as a kid for five years. We talked about this in a previous episode, the places I worked. But dealing with McDonald's pickles day in and day out. Oh. I haven't touched a pickle since. Are they
1: nasty? Are they nasty? Talking about no, it stories. wasn't nasty. There was just <laughs>
0: I just I just got sick and tired of smelling like pickles every day because that was the only thing that ha- that really kind of hung around the the little bit of grease that you'd get and all that stuff. That was one thing I could handle the smell of the meat stuff, but the the, yeah. the pickle juice stuff just made it where I will never have a pickle the rest of my life.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. It's just like,
0: nope. So anytime I order something, yeah. hold the pickles and actually Julie gets them. So I'll have it on the side so she can steal it. But me, not a chance, not a chance. So to me, it was a horror story. I'm like, Oh, having a pickle in the house. I'd be like, burn the place down. Burn it down. Oh my
1: God.
0: Those are brutal. But you know, that's the thing. And I mean, I've had so many stories, you know, of, you know, clients that, um, that had water damage, you know, and I, I told that story, I think recently where, uh, so I won't dive into the details where they, people went to Europe for three weeks and the three story house and the water in the laundry and the top floor and the master broke. Oh, and yeah. that was an 18 month rebuild. Uh, so many of those things that you see out there. Um,
1: I had a, I had a horror story. Where my client, they kept getting high mold levels, like high Mm -hmm. mold testing. So they brought me in and I looked around and it really didn't look like they had a mold problem at all. Like it wasn't wet. It didn't seem like that. And I'm like, well, and then we retested because I didn't think that it was, you know, that it was actually there. Came back again. All of a sudden, we went into one of the crawl spaces and they had insulation that looked pretty good, right? So it was the quality of the insulation looked good. It was yellow and it wasn't, it didn't look like it was moldy or anything. Well, we pulled it away and there were nests of <sighs> mice like, oh, yeah, the- I mean, hundreds and hundreds. OK. And so when these things pee and poop, that to be graphic, it but is it graphic, is it's got to be there, though. I mean. So when they pee and poop, that gets moldy, <sighs> you know, like, think about it. It's like anything. It decomposes. So you can get high mold levels from <sighs> the rodents having nothing to do with a water prop. And so this stuff was like embedded and it's smells. <sighs> And it was just mice, like hundreds and hundreds of them. So, yeah, that was pretty had I had, good. I had um, one.
0: This was, I just, you just reminded me of this. That was probably 20 plus years ago. And so this was when I was living in Eastern Washington. And this guy had a house that was originally built in the turn of the century by the railroad, by the railroad tracks. And so when they put the railroad in, the, the transcontinental railroad, and they came up through that way. They built some houses in there for the train crews right by the railroad place. And so he had one of these little houses and they didn't do a great job because it was all Sandy back then. And so it was built up on posts and pier up on concrete blocks, but they had added a kitchen back there. I think the railroad probably added that kitchen in the teens or twenties. And he had bought a display from the hardware store that I worked at. And we were going to put that kitchen in for him. And a couple weeks before I go over there, I uh, told him I'd help him on a weekend. I cruise over there, and he the a couple days before work, he goes, "Yeah, I had a problem. My refrigerator sank down in the kitchen because I don't know what's going on." I'm like, oh, I'll, "I'll come over on Friday. Let's give it an extra day—Friday, Saturday, Sunday—to get this knocked out for you." I walk over <laughs> there. No, his refrigerator didn't sink. It fell through the dang floor. It was down two feet. You couldn't get the fridge door open. It, set, it went right through the floor. and was sitting in the dirt crawl space. <laughs> and I mean, the fridge was like, I mean, so it was your typical like refrigerator with the top freezer and the bottom one. I mean, yeah. the freezer door was like at kneecap height.
1: I'm laughing because he's thinking, he's saying that it's just like, it's just dropped a little yeah. bit. It needs to sound like yeah. it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the floor settled a couple inches. Okay, we'll take a look. I walk <laughs> over, I'm like, dude, this is like an emergency. Well, <laughs> oh, I talked to his wife. I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to figure out that what that is. She goes, I'm heading out to work. I'll, I'll catch you guys when I get back. Oh, man. <laughs> so what had happened was, is over the years over there, the sand had blown in and up into the floor joists and had rotted all the floor joists off. So it was just the the wood kind of tongue and groove subfloor holding it together. And so long story short, his wife comes home at like four o'clock in the afternoon from work. She looks (laughs) down and it's a dirt floor because we had to take the entire floor out and we were framing in new floor joists. We literally had to reframe frame the entire floor of the kitchen because and dig it out. So we had to dig oh, all yeah. that sand out of there first. And it was like four o'clock. Yeah. We were beat. Two of us had dug out you know, we had a we had a five foot high pile of dirt in the back of sand that we had piled up back there that we had just dug out of the crawl space to get it back in there. That's it was a horror story, story. <laughs> I can tell you what. We've got more horror stories when we come back just after Around the House Returns on this special Halloween edition. Eric G and Caroline B, the Halloween edition. Caroline, you're not going to talk with candy mm. in your mouth. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> that's
1: the Halloween edition. I'm allowed to eat. Fair enough. Candy, not not sharing. Fair there.
0: enough. Well, we've got. Speaking of <laughs> Halloween, we've got a great guest coming up here in the next hour, which is going to be awesome because mm-hmm. we have a giveaway again. Woohoo! How? Gotta love the giveaways, and uh, this is going to be a good one. So, especially in an area like here where I'm at, where we are in the rainy season, mm. right? This is where we rain week Everywhere. in and week out. Okay.
1: Whoa. That's a really long drum We're going to be giving away. <laughs> mm. Instead of dressing... As Jamie Summers, I should have ha- been one of the prices. There right we go. Girls. That would have been cool. I should have dressed mm. as one of the prices, price is is right, right, girls? You know, um, they have the additions. I'm sorry, I'm eating, you guys. I'm just—it's your family. It doesn't matter. I can get yeah. candy in my mouth. Um, they have the Bob Barker edition of Prices Right on Pluto TV. I was into that. Wrong and price. I remember oh wait a the minute, prices. that was
0: Happy Kilgore. <laughs>
1: remember the climber, the guy that used to go up the
0: yep. mountain. Those were all good.
1: So I was all into it, and I, I remember the prices. Right, girls, somehow in my mind, being way more attractive than they appeared. Like looking back at it, <laughs> like they, something was just a little off with these girls. But I was mean. But anyway, whatever. So we're giving away. I'm choking. Okay, we're giving away a Santa Fe Compact 70. Santa Fe Deametify. High performance. These units can get down to a minimum operating temperature of 49 degrees. So that means no matter where you are, if that basement is super cold, all the way up north, northeast, northwest, this thing's going to work for you, and it's going to do a fantastic job removing humidity at a cold temperature. These are like the mother of all dehumidifiers, and we're going to be giving you one away. I mean, this is a a, a pretty hefty prize. Nice. You say?
0: That's going to be a great one, and uh, this is going to go. Mm-hmm great in that basement crawl space wherever else you need to have it maybe it's a shop maybe whatever you're trying to use it at there's a lot of great places to use this and uh for all you people in the south down there we've talked about this before mm-hmm. that humidity in florida and places like that is the biggest enemy of your heating and cooling system and the better you can control that humidity mm-hmm. the longer that system's going to last
1: and Santa Fe dehumidifiers, they're built to last and they're built to perform. They're great because this is a small unit. You can hang it. They have a hang kit that comes cool. with it. You can hook a condensate pump up to it so you can run it, you know, out. If you've got to run it from a location you don't have a, a, a sump pit or something to drain to. Um, no, these are fantastic. So the fact that we're going to be giving one away and Santa Fe is going to be coming Ooh, on.
0: That'll be in the next segment right? here in the next hour. So make sure you mm. uh, stick around for that. So that's going to be great. Excellent. See what we can do to control some humidity. And uh, for us, we're, uh, man, I think we're we're going to break records here for October. All right, well, let's talk, uh, Caroline, about a few of these horror stories. You know, we've been talking about job site horror stories and things like that. Um, I tell you what, I have seen, here's one horror story for you. Oh, wait, I have to
1: throw one okay. to you. Nick. Ne- how about a horror story of someone you worked with that was horror? Oh. <laughs> like on a job. Did you work with anybody? that? Come on. Those are the good ones. Like a horror
0: employee. Mm. Horror. Client. Horror employee. Part of this was my fault. At one place I was working, large company. I started dating the HR director. That didn't go over so well.
1: Oh, Jesus. <worst>. Oh my god, that's like don't date well, on the Well don't job. date on the Even job, but like don't date school. the HR
0: director on the job. That was probably the worst. <laughs> that's probably the worst decision <laughs> oh I made god. there. Um I mean, seemed good at the time, but uh, you know, hindsight being 2020, 20, that was not the smartest move I made.
1: You probably were 20 when that happened, because you lived no, no, no,
0: no, 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 <laughs> no, no. married, and second of all, that uh <laughs> <laughs> I work from home, so I guess I'm married to the job here. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Absolutely. So, no, it's, um yeah, that's probably one of those. Um, One of the craziest clients we had, he had this thick Russian accent, was a Russian, and I'm going to use the name art dealer, if you could see my air quotes. There's quotes. Big quotes. quotes. Um, Everything we figured out about this guy was, super kind of Russian mob. And he tried to pay for his $30,000 cabinet job in twenties in cash. And uh, we were like, "Uh, no, we need a bank bank check or something or whatever. We we can't just take that amount of cash (laughs) because it makes for a big company. It makes for some weird IRS reporting issues and things (laughs) like that. Our, Our accountant was like, no, 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 we can't take that amount of cash that, that really messes with things. We didn't want to be investigated for that kind of weird cash coming through there too. <laughs> and anyway, long story short, this dude goes, I don't have bank accounts. I only deal in cash. So it was a, a full on battle. And I didn't want to get off by some Russian mobster because we wouldn't take <laughs> his cash. So it got to be in a really weird, crazy position for that. So <laughs> that's crazy. Uh- wild, wild stuff. And that was oh. a different cabinet company I was working for. So,
1: Oh my God. What do we have a quick second? I have one. Oh, of let's guns.
0: hear it. Yeah. Crazy story about that.
1: All right. Real quick. So this was when I was starting out my career and I was just beginning to be an environmental consultant and I had this client, she was sick and she's like, I'm sick in my house and I'm not sure what it is. And they didn't have mold, but we did chemical testing like vaults or organics. And we wanted to see what kind of chemicals they had. So it came back that they had high levels. I believe it was methylene chloride at the time. And after other research and other testing there were other chemicals there too that led me to believe that somebody had a gun and was cleaning a gun in the press okay now this was the beginning i was like a newbie right so i tell the homeowner i said look i think someone in the home has a gun and i think they're using cleaning solvent well this woman goes off on me and she's like you're crazy you don't know what you're talking about no one in my house would ever have a gun I'm going to have you written up and call whatever department to get your licenses revoked for environmental. You have no idea what you're doing. So now I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm in the wrong career. This is awful. Like, but I really think this lady's got a gun in the house. Somebody's cleaning a gun. So I called the lab and I said, look, I really just want to make sure that these chemicals were there and I'm doing my job. And they're like, look, Caroline, you can only bring a horse to water. You can't make her drink. I said, well, it sounds like she wants to have my, you know, whole, ruin my career. So then I don't hear from her. And like two weeks later, I see the phone ringing.
0: Yeah. Like, horror story.
1: Phones ringing. And I see Uh,
0: him
1: Oh. I'm like, like, Anxiety goes through the (laughs) roof
0: of like, what do I do now?
1: I'm like, uh oh. So I'm like, I pick up. Thank God I had some, you know, strength. And she's like, hi, Caroline. How are you? And I said, I'm okay. How are you? And she goes, I just want to apologize to you. And I'm like, my, I just, the phone, like, I just almost dropped the phone. And I said, for what? I said, no need to apologize. She's like, no, I treated you poorly and you are absolutely right. She's like, my husband was keeping a gun under the bed. Wow. I never knew he had it. He didn't want me to know he had it. And he was cleaning it and placing it under the bed. So every night she was going into this bedroom and she was getting <sighs> sick and she was staying sick from the solvent. Wow. So I said, I appreciate you coming back to me and telling me. And she's like, <laughs> I thought I was going to lose my job and you were going to you know, report me. And she said, no, she goes, you were absolutely right. And he took it out. And I'm feeling so There you better.
0: go. So
1: is that That's crazy? A crazy?
0: What a good feel, feel good story at the end. One of my craziest ones, because we're gonna have to go out to break here in a minute. And I, I have to keep this G rated and of course, keep it in under a minute. So we'll <laughs> okay. see if I can do it. Working on this design client's place. And I'm we're walking through this house being newly constructed. I'm in the master bedroom and I see it's framed up and, you know, it's just studs and, and stuff in there, but it's dried in. And I see this trap door framed in the master bedroom. And I'm like, well, what do we have here? And she goes, and the homeowner goes, well, let's walk down there and I'll talk to you about my storage needs. She goes, that's our velvet (laughs) room. So to keep it G rated, that was the, um, adult playroom down there and we had to have they had plenty of storage needs for um, collectibles and toys (laughs) and we'll leave it at that. Spicy. 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 So that was probably (laughs) one of my most awkward moments sitting there with a client and her and him saying exactly what they were going to store and where they were going to keep it. (laughs) I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Round the House. The House. On, Happy, Happy Halloween! Halloween.